and welcome to a special announcement before we get into the episode. This Saturday, August 27th at 2pm, there will be an Ashley's Conspiracy Corner live stream on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash trynottodiepod. Our heroes will be discussing all of their theories and perhaps some of yours, so be sure to be all caught up before you watch or you may hear some spoilers. Check out more details on our Twitter and Instagram, both under the handle at trynottodiepod. Also, for those of you who are in the New York City area, Saya, aka 3D Piss, the person who creates all the beautiful official artwork of the show, will be featured at the Big Milk Expo on Friday, September 2nd at the City Reliquary. That's 370 Metropolitan Avenue for you locals. You'll be able to see them and so many other incredible artists reading and showing their comics. And then on Saturday, September 3rd, there will be a free zine sale at the same location as well. For more details about tickets and times, check out Big Milk Content, all one word, on Instagram. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your destroyed memory, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero, my arch nemesis. I genuinely forgot. I don't know why I thought we did <laughs> intros. So I was like, all right, I'm ready to kill Plebo. Um, Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola, inventor of spells and Plebo's personal hell. Really true, folks. Plebo has been <laughs> losing his mind. We briefly talked about on Last Afterlife about how much I wished I had written a like five minute interlude for this episode where you guys just get to hear the antics That's that he's gone up episode. to. <gasps> if we get to five hundred dollars on Patreon, we'll do the entire do campaign, campaign from Plebo's, from Plebo's perspective. perspective. <laughs> Absolutely. If we're making five hundred a month, I will do a Plebo campaign. <laughs> Hands down, that is a promise. Well, thank you for joining us once again. Um why don't you hunker down inside of Erza's exciting enclave? <laughs> it is time for the recap. Last time Gorgonzola left the first might city of Affinage, fleeing into the Wilder Winter Woods with hopes to find her long-lost mother. Though she managed to evade detection, our hero found herself alone, only Stilton above to guide her to a safe place to camp. While resting, Zola once again found herself in the space between spaces, this time meeting with Limburger. The shard was, for some reason, allowing him to communicate directly with Zola, and he used this time to question her about the goings-on of the material plane. Though Zola was relatively ambiguous, he was able to suss out some of the regime changes that had been made, and she was able to learn a bit more about the events leading up to his imprisonment. She learned that he had traveled south before the War of the Mara and Mara began, with hopes to find Nula the Voidmaker to learn from her and take a precious spell shard she had collected, the Gem Undying. The gem itself was created by Nula during the Maldiction with hopes of eliminating death entirely, and Limburger wanted to do the very same for the First Might, so he took the gem and fled north, traveling with his orcish guard until he was stopped and imprisoned by the brother of the ruler of Leoniel, a mage who he killed in his last moments of freedom. Limburger again tried to persuade Zola to believe in his cause, very fruitless at this point, uh, but ultimately he resorted to relying on the fact that he and the Shard's goals were apparently aligned. He wanted her to continue to follow the path. Ultimately, he believed she would come to agree with his worldview. 
Waking from her dream, Zola began her day and quickly realized that another brutal blizzard was brewing ahead of her. Rather than push on and risk exhaustion, Zola decided to finally try out the spell she had learned from Erza a few days earlier, Erza's excellent enclave, allowing her to safely take shelter in a warm, dry dome. Rather than waste time, Zola spent much of the day studying and practicing her magic, eventually receiving a call from Smite who had successfully completed the heist that Zola had sent him on. Having visited the hidden library within the university's Rudite study, Smite had recovered a book on the Gem Undying. Validating most of Limburger's story, Smite explained that Nula had created this gem during slash as a part of the Maldiction, attempting to find a way to end mortality for the whole material plane. The experiment went awry, and instead of everlasting life, a burst of undeath spread through the southern part of the continent, killing and reanimating all creatures living there. The burst was stopped by the first keeper of the Allfire, who sacrificed herself to create the Sanguisor Mountains, and the gem was hidden away by Nula, now the first Lich. Realizing that the Shard had absorbed this spell shard and Limburger in the process, the two worried that connection did actually bring the powerful crystal and the rotting necromancer closer. Were they working together? All they knew was Zola would have to go to the Astral Sea to find out. With so much to do, Zola and Smite bid each other adieu, the latter wishing the former luck in her quest to find her mother. Zola then spent a number of hours working on crafting, or at least researching, her various magical materials, potentially trying to create her own magic, although not so successfully at first. Night came once more, this time a bit less eventful, and the next morning Zola hit the road once more, heading due north towards Hiverholm with hopes of finding her mother. Along the way, Zola encountered an injured winter wolf, this massive white canine that seemed to have twisted its ankle. Though they were hostile at first, Zola soothed the beast and even was able to provide a brace to ease the pain and allow it to continue to walk. She surmised that the wolf had been separated from their pack while being chased by... something. That something was the mother of the young Remora Zola had killed when she arrived in the north. The monstrosity chased after our hero and her new wolf ally, the two racing through the trees for minutes with this creature in fast pursuit. Thanks to some lucky rolls, Zola managed to escape the Remoras, and she, the wolf, and Stilton set up camp again in Erza's enclave, the large wolf on watch outside. However, before our hero could settle in for sleep once more, she heard a voice calling out from the wood. Plebo Underpaddle, Zola's arch nemesis, had finally found her. And that is where we are right now, folks. Your eyes, Stiltons, and this wolf's all turn in the direction of the familiar voice of Plebo. The wolf still wrapped in the thick black tentacles, snarling as necrotic energy saps their strength with every second it remains in their grasp. With these tentacles emerging from the ground, the globe of darkness actually disappears. Mm. But no one is there. Only evergreen trees, your foes hidden once more. I'll release your pet if you agree to come out and have a little chat. Um, okay, so there's no darkness. They can't see through the hut, correct? They can't see through the hut. They just see a, like a, I think they see, a hut. they see the dome, which at this point we said is slowly but surely getting more camouflage since the first time <laughs> you caught. So it's like, it's got some snow on it, but yeah, they just see the dome. And then all around the dome are these black tentacles that are literally like, like pulling on the dome and wrapping themselves around the winter wolf, which is actively being hurt. And I will say that they're going to roll a strength save. And that is a nat 20. The wolf bursts from the tentacles and kind of stumbles back out of their range as they like crack at it and, and people like you hear a whisper behind the tree like 
I thought that was supposed to hold, like, what the fuck? What the fuck, Andui? Like, that's... That was my bargaining. That was like, like, okay. The offer still stands. You are surrounded by my elite team. Don't even think about trying anything. Hundreds of warriors are in these woods, ready to hunt you down and slay you if you were to try and cross me. Let the hut dispel invisibility. Okay. You let the dome fiddle away, but you are not there when it does. Immediately, I mean, still in kind of sensing that you're doing this takes off. So like the dome comes out, a pied um, raven flies up into the trees above, (laughs) and then there's nothing there. And you see Plebo look around and go, where is she? Can I message him? Yes, but you will become visible again. So you have to go into hiding if you're going to do okay, that. Okay, yes. I will try and um, in this split moment where everyone is like, where Plebo is looking around for yeah. me, I'm going to try and jump over the tentacles and uh, hide myself like a few feet into some trees or bush. I, You know what I'll say? Because of the way that they place the tentacles, like it's almost like as the dome falls, they kind of surge inward to fill in the gap. There is a branch high enough above you Give me an athletics check just to see if you can do this without, you know, causing too much of a stir. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. I'm. It's a nat one. Oh my god. I mean, actually, I will give myself my portent four, and then my athletics is plus eleven. Okay. So it's a fifteen. I was gonna say because it would definitely be a critical failure even if you had gotten like a twelve or whatever. I was saving that four to make Plebo fuck up on something, but instead I'll use it to save my ass. You (laughs) leap up and pull your legs up as the tentacles blindly like smash out at you, but just cannot grab. Still in feathers, kind of like flutter (laughs) in my face (laughs) for a second. (laughs) Oh shit! Not realizing you're invisible right there. Um, things again. We're kind of like moving in like bullet time here as Mm -hmm. all these events are happening. Um, give me a stealth check to see if you actually... I mean, you're definitely up, not within the range of the tentacles, but you still could be found that I you're like in that area. Yeah. Okay. Perception check for them. Okay. I have advantage. Oh, and I rolled terribly. This is going pa- poorly, guys. Uh, it's a seven for my stealth. Um, you grab- But I'm still invisible. Yeah, so they, like, no matter what, if they were to, like, shoot something at you, it would be with disadvantage. But, like, you leap up, and as you do, just some of the snow that's in those evergreen pines, like, falls down. And he goes, (laughs) I can see you already. I have that ability now. I draw a smiley face in the snow on the tree. (laughs) Okay, you're being very funny, but it's my time to talk. You need to listen. You see- Plebo steps out from behind a tree onto a high branch that overlooks your campsite. He's kind of like maybe 60 plus feet away from you and about 30 or so feet up as he like looks down towards where you guys are. The winter wolf stepped back from the snapping tentacles growling. He smiles. He's wearing this thick jacket with snowy white camouflage that matches this new eye patch. He must have switched it out now that he's in this wintry environment. It's got uh, fur. It's like, yeah, it's like a fur. It's like one of those, do you remember those rugs in college people had that were like literally just white fur? The Ikea rugs. Yeah, the Ikea yeah. rugs. It's like that material. Um, and he stands there, his arms crossed. You see only one of the two drow elves is with him. It looks like, based on your knowledge of... I mean, you look, quick scan, even invisible hanging from this tree, you see that there are no visible weapons on this guy. He must be the mage that's sustaining those tentacles below you. As you look, Plebo speaks once more. 
I go to Paddlewick to visit an outpost. You're there. I go to assist in setting up an underneath base, and again, you're there. I go home where my family and goddess live, and you're there. Everywhere I go, I find you. And every time you're there, everything is ruined. I'm done with this game, farm girl. First, you were going to explain why you have been trying to ruin my life. And then you were going to explain how you created this. And he puts a hand out as the drow mage passes him the same glowing yellow crystal that you saw him show the matriarch of the Zabirare family. And that our audience knows that he has been using to jump large distances trying to find Zola. And once you do that, you are going to come with me, and we are going to go back to the socket so you can face punishment for your crimes. Paragon will be pleased to be able to personally discipline the witch who dared invade her home. And then the look on Blay's face when I'm the one who catches you, the infamous Bree, as she calls you. <laughs> Justice. Maybe if you're lucky, we'll put your stubborn soul in one of those automatons so your skills can still be useful to our cause. During this whole speech, could I have tried to stealth to a different tree? Yeah, give me another. For so long. Give me another stealth check. And he is—he's looking towards the tree. But if you look towards him, he's just—it's kind of like someone who isn't paying attention to someone. Their eyes are just like very out looking. He's just like, I know you're there. Like really trying to convey that he sees you when he clearly is looking very on a different part of the tree. You see the drow mage like elbows him and goes like, I'm a little lower. I don't. I don't see. As he was talking, he's like, you're ruining my life. I'm like tiptoeing over your branch. <laughs> you're literally slowly doing a pull up to pull yourself up to the branch. Looking directly Swinging at a leg <laughs> on it to try and hold yourself over it. Uh, yeah, give me a stealth check. Uh, that one's an 11. Okay. You successfully got onto the branch. There is some creaking. As he finishes saying that, he's like, useful twerk. Wait, no, hold on. Don't go anywhere. You're <laughs> surrounded. You're surrounded on all sides by hundreds of elite warriors. All under my employ. All of them trust me implicitly. I will, um, standing on the tree. <laughs> Having finally scrambled up onto a branch. Uh, like hugging the tree <laughs> and balanced on a little snowy branch. Still in perched, literally fine on the branch, not too far away. Are, are, are you done? Yes, let's start with why are you trying to ruin my life? Ooh. I just need you to shut up for a second. Uh, uh, oh, but, uh, what? Why don't you ditch your friend over there, meet me in the woods, let's say a hundred meters to the left, no winter wolf, no still in, just me, no, none of your... Um, assistance or your incredible army My that's surrounding us, that are surrounding your elite you. warriors. Uh, we'll just have a little tea. We'll have a little truce. I don't know about you. I was kind of getting settled down for bed. I can tell you what you want to know. You can tell me what I want to know. But if you would rather I just kill your friends now, I can do that, but then you're going to be alone in the middle of the woods with me and this winter wolf and my familiar give me an intimidation check rolling poorly but it's an 11 (laughs) 
You really think I'm that stupid? I know your tricks by now. I know how powerful and dangerous you are. Hence why I again brought hundreds, if not thousands maybe, of warriors. You don't know. What would make you feel comfortable? You just want to stand here in the snow and shiver and shake at each other and just shout across the treetops? Or, I mean, we can't go somewhere more comfortable? You see the drow mage leans over to him and goes, It would be nice to be able to stop and have some something to eat. I mean, we kind What's of... What's that guy joy. say? That guy's hungry. That, that's none of your business. He's hungry. This is a coordinated conversation, tactical. If we... she, We cannot give her the advantage here. We cannot give her the advantage here. She's not in a place where she could be negotiating like this. Like, where is she getting off like this? Yes, but... You know, you're not really in the place to be negotiating so much. No, you're not... Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking lose it. I'm gonna fucking lose it. I'm gonna have a fucking... I'm gonna fucking have an aneurysm. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna do it. Oh my god. You seem stressed. I'm not stressed, okay? I'm amazing. This is the best moment. I finally (laughs) caught you, so I'm happy. Um, I I know I'm invisible, but the drow and I do look at each other when he says I'm not stressed. You see that the, yeah, the drow does turn their red eyes towards where, I mean, to be completely honest, his passive perception is high enough to know where you have climbed. Looks directly at you and then back at Blebo and then back at you. I'm not going to become visible until your friend goes and takes a cigarette break. If you want to talk to me, you can talk to me. But we got to do it one-on-one on the ground. I'll put my weapons down. You put your weapons down if you have any. You see, Plebo looks to the mage and thinks for a moment. Nods. And the mage looks to you and disappears. Well, no. That's... <laughs> Give me an arcana check. <laughs> that's not what I was saying at all. He teleported a million miles away now. We're completely alone, except for all the millions of warriors that I brought. 23 Arcana check. That was greater invisibility. That was just cast. Um, can I throw a pebble at him or something? <laughs> yes, yeah. Go ahead and make an attack roll. All right. With disadvantage. Okay. Hey, stop. I throw a pine cone. <laughs> you pluck one from the tree and toss it. Um, 12. You throw a pine cone, it hits the tree and just falls to the ground. Just doesn't hit anything. We're as alone as we're going to get, Zola. It's time for you to tell me what I asked. What about the um, the army? They are... They're too far away to hear. Yeah, they're just... They're the perfect distance where they would totally get here in time if you like tried to attack me. But like, they're also far enough where we have total privacy and you definitely could tell me anything okay. without anyone knowing. So you think, um, how many steps... If I were to, you know, if you were to start screaming right now, how fast do you think they would get to? Seconds, milliseconds. That mage just teleported away. It would teleport back like so fast, like totally. So you think it takes me seconds? (laughs) Okay, 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 listen, listen, you still didn't, you have to answer my questions. I will hop down from the tree and uh, kind of like walk towards the center of the clearing. I'm just kind of like letting my footsteps appear. He looks. Stay there. Stay there. No closer. This, I am in control of this scenario. I am fully in control. Okay. You're in control. So, you start. So? Why are you trying to ruin my life? I've been working for 
for decades to move up in this organization to be able to serve my goddess. And you have every, 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 every time I get a moment, every time, you're just there and you ruin it. You're just there and you get there. You see, tears are forming in his little, his beady black eye. It's just, you're always there. Why? I, I, How? I gesture still in to go comfort him. Oh, she rolls this little dagger start trying to jab it still. He keeps a safe distance. It's not going to get hurt. The truth is off if you heard my familiar. Mm. Um, it's so funny because I was actually going to start us off and say, you're welcome for sparing you back in Paddlewick. That sparing me. Yeah, I didn't kill you. I killed Brazala, <sighs> just like I killed Akion, Erica. Uh, you weren't close with her, were you? No. <laughs> it's giving an inside <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome. Everything you've done has gotten in the way of our work. You sparing me means nothing if it means that my beautiful goddess vision does not come to fruition. You've stood in the way, so why? Why have you opposed me? We could do... And you see his face softens. We could do great things together if you just would stop acting this way. Uh, Plebo... Oh, God... I sit down in the middle of the snow. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> I start like, um, I'm still invisible, but I pull my pack out and I'm, I kind of start s- setting up like some fixings. Mm. Like I'm going to try and pull out like a little plate of jerky or something and like cutting off a little bit of like a rind of an old cheese that I have. The tentacles have at this point gone away because the mage cast greater invisibility. So they are gone and you settle down where they once were. Literally just drop back down to where you were <laughs> and begin to go through your bags. They're watching things come out of the bag and get like <laughs> laid out very nicely. <laughs> Listen, Plebo. Uh, I, I also like, I set my sword down next to me. Which like... uh, comes out of invisibility <laughs> as you do it and sinks into the ground as tall as you. It's huge. You seem to think that I care about you, but the truth is Everywhere I go, you're there. I'm a farm girl. I think I'm just going to take on a few odd jobs in Paddlewick. And it turns out there's a whole sewer system and a fortress underneath me. And you're there imprisoning the people of my town. I think that I'm just sailing to the capital to go start college. And then I get dragged into some adventure under the sea. And there you are. I'm in Aurelia. I'm in Balderheim. Wherever I go, you following me, stalking me. It's creepy. Why are you so obsessed with me? You think I'm obsessed with you? His eyes are, his his, (laughs) his one eye is huge. You were just crying. Uh, No, it wasn't. That was tears of frustration. I am not, I, no, I'm not obsessed with you, no. I would kill you right now if it weren't so important for you to face punishment for, uh, for your crimes. And also because I don't know what you're doing and what this is. And he shakes the stone in his hand. Why? How did you make this? How do How do I make this? I'll Tell me and I'll let you go. <laughs> First of all, you don't have me. Shit. Second of all. <laughs> Five thousands of men in yeah. the, the woods. Right. Okay. Well, just come down here and we'll we'll talk. 
I'm my lips are sealed about the stone, and I I do know what it is, but I'm not gonna say anything unless you want to come down here. Or I mean, you can have your mage try and capture me. Those are the two options. Whichever you think will get more information out of me. The choice is now, Plebo. I'm right here. What are you going to do? It's slipping out of your grasp. You see the wolf. Quick, quick, quick. Walks next to you and begins to growl. And he goes, can, can you shut your stupid dog up? And you hear the dog, this wolf, go, I'm going to crunch his face off. Whoa. <laughs> Everyone stops. And Plebo goes, did that big white dog just talk? Apparently. Let us kill these weak fools and feast upon their flesh. No, 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 no. Yes. I want to see how this goes. That's a nice snack. Just a dro- <laughs> the globs of drool coming from this creature as it looks at Plebo. <laughs> Lips its lick. You, you might not be helping my um, my case and having him come down Tear here right now. shreds. Okay. You see, okay. he still in, flies away from Plebo, having given up on trying to soothe him. <laughs> comes over and lands on the wolf's head tries to shake him off and still and just keeps on going like ha you ha, see i'd let ha. him tear your face off if i wanted right ha. there's no way you could run faster than a winter wolf <laughs> you know what i'm sick of these games perhaps you're right perhaps the best way would be to just beat you up uh, and <laughs> you see a dagger comes flying out of the shadows but not from his direction from behind you okay um that is going to be dirty 20 to hit. Shield. You throw up an arcane shield just in time as this dagger sparks and flies off. As it flies, your eye, Grimsh's gift, immediately clocks it. That is the same dagger as the warrior drow that you saw. Mm-hmm. Let's roll initiative. 17. Ooh, very good. Oh, I was like, please don't let this dagger hit. It's so funny. If Plebo, if a dagger's thrown at me, I'm just like. <laughs> it's so, such a cool visual to have you making eye contact with someone. <laughs> and as you come into view, blocking this dagger, as shield goes up, you flitter into reality and you see Plebo's fear grows in that eye. He tries to mask it, but he cannot. Again, Really not a good move. Get her! He shouts that, and the moment he does, and then rolls behind the tree and is going to hide. Holy shit. That is a uh, 22 for his stealth. He disappears from view. That is going to be um, his turn for now. Um, Can I try and do perception, or is it on my passive? It is now. Oh, it's way beyond your passive, but on your turn, you can make a perception check, and it is actually now your turn. So you can't see the drow mage. You know the assassin sort of drow is somewhere behind you, and then you saw Plebo just duck behind a nearby tree. Those are the only enemies you see. Us, the audience, know that his entire fucking crew was destroyed by his (laughs) teleportation, but Zola may think that there are enemies abound. Mm -hmm. Unless she rolls an insight check on her turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to look for him. Okay, give me a perception check. 15. You look around, nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Quiet takes the woods as the winter wolf pulls towards you. Where are they? We should have eaten them when we had the chance. The assassin is behind me. Go for them. I'll go for Plebo. 
turns and begins to stalk in the direction of where the dagger came from as you turn towards Plebo and where you think the drow mage might be. Mage v. Mage, wolf v. Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very classic pairing. Uh, the winter wolf did roll last in initiative, so still in and you act on 17. The wolf is at the end of the order. I will cast C invisibility You on myself. Open your eyes and now once again see swirlings, almost spirits like twisting through the air, a bluish tint to reality as you see the ethereal layer upon this, the material. You look out and it's kind of like x-ray vision in the fact that you see the trees where you know they were, you know, 60 feet in front of you. And you see that the drow mage has actually begun to make their way um, they they use their movement before combat began to just like move 30 feet from where they were. So it's like directly ahead of you is where you see Plebo hiding. I'll say, I think with, can you read see invisibility for me? I just want to make sure, like, could you essentially see him right now? I or? don't think so. I see invisible creatures and objects as if they were visible. Okay, so yeah, you look forward, you know Plebo is like somewhere directly ahead of you. You see that drow mage perched on a branch 30 feet left of where they initially were, kind of prepping up there. Looks like they're going to cast something from a different angle to kind of split your attention. I'll start, I'm gonna start running towards the mage. I think I want to try and take out this mage because wherever Plebo runs to, I can hopefully catch him. You bolt towards this mage, pulling your blade out of the snow as you do, the wolf taking the opposite direction and still in ah, coming down from above. You you guys are like a fucking nightmare team. Um, you rush forward, you use 30 feet of movement and you've gotten halfway between you and the mage. You are, you're getting close and the mage, uh, you just look up and make eye contact with them and they realize that you could see them and are like, oh fuck. Um, so <laughs> You can't pull those checks on me anymore. Looks nervously around. That was your turn. It is actually now the Drow Mage's turn, who you see is going to drop greater invisibility and is going to cast fly on themselves. You watch mm. as they begin to soar into the air. There's no. more than one way to take down. I'll counterspell. Oh, it's a third level. So you watch as they go, uh, what? what? Uh, uh, they keep on doing like, it would be like if Hopefully Superman can't fly. Hopefully I do it when they, when they get like a, a couple of, uh, like <laughs> a, an inch leave. into the air <laughs> and then fall right back down. <laughs> you see he wobbles on top of the tree branch but catches himself then looks at you and goes, okay. And were you using your new spell slot to do that or were you using the tusk? No, it was the tusk. Okay. So you swing your blade out and literally like, it's as you cut into the weave, it's kind of like reality bends and your blade is, it's like, it, it's as if it transported and they add extra 30 feet to like slice that spell out of the air. <laughs> so he like, he stumbles catching himself at the branch, looks terrified. I that said, is his turn. <laughs> I want to talk to you guys on the ground. They're just gonna use their movement to continue like moving away. They're now 60 feet away from you. That is going to be the assassin's turn. The assassin still in hiding, having used their dagger, they're going to just take some shots with their crossbow. That's a 21 to hit and a 19 to hit. Mm, I will shield so only one hits. Okay, you feel the first bolt stick in the back of your shoulder blade and a surge of some sort of stinging poison seeps mm. into your veins. Give me a constitution saving throw. Mm. No. 19? 19 saves. So you are going to take half as much damage. 11 damage. That's the poison. And then you take an additional 
um, eight damage from just the bolt itself. Ow! And you begin to like, you feel like it was good that you're so strong because that poison felt like it kind of slowed your muscles a little bit. You felt kind of sluggish, but you shrugged off that feeling, your eye burning once more. Um, they're gonna try and um, hide again. 19 plus their bonuses, they're like in fucking invisible. Um, that is the assassin's turn. It's now the winter wolf's turn. It's gonna make a perception check and gets advantage in snowy places. Mm. But unfortunately, even with that, with the natural 19 on their stealth, plus the nine they add, it's just just too high. So the wolf is, where are you, elf? Just stalking through the woods, growling. That is the winter wolf's turn. I will say that they use their whole turn to, find, to try and look for them um, and use their movement to head in that direction. So... Stilton is on the battlefield. If you want to use Stilton to like assist the Winter Wolf or assist yeah. you in finding people, you definitely can. Actually, I think rather than assist the Winter Wolf, I think I'm going to send Stilton. Like in my mind, I'm like Stilton. Make sure Plebo doesn't run away. Like <sighs> Stilton is doing circles above us and making sure that Plebo doesn't start running and escaping the situation. Give me a perception check for Stilton. Okay, thirteen. Okay. He, at this moment, does not see him, but is, you know, circling, like, weaving through the trees where he saw Plebo hiding initially. Plebo is probably, like, literally clutching onto one of the branches, watching as still, like, <laughs> lands and goes, like, ha, oh, hops around a little bit, ha. Oh. Um, that is going to, uh, that's, you know, Stilton's turn. It's Plebo right now. Plebo from hiding. You're coming with me! Uh, and you look up. Plebo leaps down upon you, having used the hiding to come and get to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I rolled a three. Mm -hmm. Oh my Christ. He fucking just, it's just a mis misjudge the jump scenario. So you're like, you turn and you watch him poof, land in the snow face first. I think first. he's talking to someone else for a second. <laughs> Who? You. Um, and then you see uh, in a panic, he uses his bonus action. He's going to disengage to try and get away from you without getting an attack. Okay. Um, and he just runs 30 feet towards like the woods once more. He's on oh. the ground level now. Yay, you're down here. We can talk now. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Should we go on a jog? <laughs> that, this is your turn now. All right. I'm just going to, um, I like ran to meet the mage and then Plebo comes up and starts running the opposite <laughs> direction. And I just turn heel and start like jogging alongside Plebo. Um, I guess. <laughs> Does he seem to be moving faster than me? Or like, am I keeping up with him? Okay. I have 30 feet movement. Just like, is he uh, tearing away he has, from me? He has 25 feet of movement. <laughs> okay. My legs are really long. I slow down a little bit for him. <laughs> and here's the thing. Like he used his bonus action to do this disengage. So on his turn, he can, you know, bonus action dash and be faster. Mm -hmm. But right now he's just still scrambling away and you like start jogging after him <laughs> as this mage recovers and everyone is just reeling from how poorly they handled this. <laughs> just let me see it. You've been totally sucking with it, right? I saw you're trying to teleport to me. You tried it like a bunch of times, right? Shut up. It was perfect. I did it perfectly every time. No, you don't understand. Like I'm an undergrad for magic right now. I could definitely take a look at it. If you want to just stop, I promise you can do whatever you want. Make sure I don't run away with it. Just let me look at it. Are you using your turn to do a persuasion check? Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me a persuasion check. And you know what? You're using your whole turn. I'll, I'll give you advantage. Thank you, darling. I like, I put the sword back on my back and I'm just like Jogging. right hey, next to him. we're friends. <laughs> I don't want to fight. 
I rolled good actually for once. It's a minus one, it's a 16. You see he stops and with your like just longer movement, you actually continue on a little further before (laughs) stopping and kind of blocking his path. And he is standing there. He's holding this dagger that is made from this like obsidian, like jagged glass. It almost looks like itself is almost like a little tooth. And he looks at you and he goes, I can't trust you. There's no way. I can't. I can't. You can't? I can't. Why? You see tears streaming down his face. Boss, are we? What are you doing? <laughs> we're not we're not fighting right now. No, we're fighting. He's crying. This is a fight. Can you give him a second? He's crying. Wiping tear from his single eye. Oh, this is a fight. Does anyone this have a tissue? Hey, excuse me, with the maid, do you have a tissue? Hanky? That is your turn. It is now the Drow Mage's turn. The Drow Mage is like, what the fuck is going on? Is going to try and lightning bolt you. Okay. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Sir, the original mission is to capture and bring her back. You cannot just let her roam free. Shoots this bolt of lightning in your direction. Wait, it was my turn again recently, right? Yeah, you just had your you just had your turn. I counterspell it again. It's one of those classic moments where you just aren't even having it instinctually. You just wave up your hand, and no, this time so we're with, not fighting without the Tuss help. And because you have now unlocked third level spells, you counterspell the third level lightning bolt, and it just I look at my own hand. Sacre bleu! I smell um, Gorgonzola. You see, as as you think that. <laughs> Two more bolts come from the shadows. Everyone stop. <laughs> a natural one and a natural eight. The eight turns into a 14. Neither, it's just. It misses me because I bend down towards Plebo and I just, I lift up a single hand and just wipe a tear away from his eye. <laughs> the two bolts just strike into a tree nearby. Damn it. Just two. This is not going as I planned. None of the drow are absolutely failing. It's I not can't going believe as this. I planned either, to be honest. The, the drow had to use hiding bonus action and came out of hiding to take those shots. The winter wolf now sees them. Oh, hey, winter wolf. Well, sorry, what's your name? My name is Kala. Kala, I think we can, we, can we just pause for a second, everyone? Do we feel like pausing? Catching our breath? I'll call off Kala, maybe, if you want. Give me a animal handling check for Kala. It's her turn, so you have to, I'll say DC 15, she will not attack, she'll hold position. DC 10, she won't interfere with what you're doing, but she's going to continue after the warrior. Nine. <laughs> Dives through the wood, you, oh no! We uh, actually just met, I say to Plebo. <laughs> just, just absolutely broken up, crying. Kala runs forward, and then... <sighs> does this massive breath of cold. Um, Just gonna have this person make a dex save. They succeed on the dex save. uh, And with evasion, this warrior just ducks out of the way. It's this cold coats a tree in thick ice. You you could tell that that would have not been good uh, for them, for that drow. But right now it's just like in the background, a wolf is chasing a drow elf. They're attacking each other. It is now back to Plebo's turn. Plebo looks at you. I, I have to bring you back. You have to face. You crossed my goddess. I can't just let you roam free. Well, <laughs> maybe after, you know, if you want to take a take a stab at it. 
But I looks at his dagger. <laughs> well, okay. I nice dagger, by the way. I really would it's an um <clears throat> like to chat with you because I think that we have gotten off on an interesting foot. I can acknowledge that while you stand in my way, I also stand in yours. I am curious about some aspects of your position, and I can tell you that I know a whole lot about what you are holding. Plebo pauses, and we're going to briefly come out of, well, we are going to come out of initiative, but the Winter Wolf is going to keep trying to attack the That's assassin. As I don't mind if the Winter Wolf takes care of that. You hear howling and barking and <laughs> swearing and elvish. Uh, I'm just going to quickly... It's an unstable piece. Okay, and then the assassin. They are neck and neck. You see it like the like you look back and you see that Kala has like pinned the the drow and the drow just has um daggers out and she's like stabbing into <laughs> Kala, but Kala's like tearing into his arm. It's it's brutal. It's uh, you see the drow mage looks over and goes, um, you gonna can, help your buddy? Get uh, they use levitate, um, which is an innate ability, and so mm-hmm. they begin to levitate up. And with this vantage point, use are going to try and cast web to just stop the winter wolf a little bit. Kala has to roll a save. Kala succeeds on the save. I'm just going to say, for the sake of scene, the two of you are standing in front of each other. You're like wiping a tear from his eye, and in the background, you just hear screaming and <laughs> explosions and snarling. Um, and we will let that go on for a little bit as the two of you talk. You see, Plebo looks to you. So you found it in the socket? When you and your friends left, and you tore that hole in that tree that you summit it it was left in the stone rising from the ground oh yeah so um my friend Brigid I think made that these um these are kind of like uh it's like a by product of uh large magical moments so my friend cast you know conjured that tree conjured that pyramid this is like that energy crystallized and formed essentially like a conduit for the type of magic that she was casting, if that makes sense. Are you a caster, by the way? No. Uh, well, I have some innate magic from being a deep gnome, but Good no. for you. It's, it's, it's minor. Um, you see, he's still like very shaken <laughs> up. He's like... Um, it's like someone who just had a meltdown. They're kind of in that like sensey sort of like vulnerable state, uh-huh. and so he kind of is like still wiping tears. He goes like, "It's it's not it's not my thing." I'm no, you I mean you clearly have other stuff you're good at. Yeah, I, yeah, more of uh, politicking and mm-hmm. you know, handy with a dagger. I mean, and... every time I see you, it's like, by the way, congrats on the promotion because <laughs> I see you. It's like every time you're just glowing up. You're glowing up. You're glowing up. I'm not gonna lie. It. It feels like the stress is getting to you. It's it's a lot, you know. The Paragon's counting on me to mm-hmm. ensure that her vision is is brought to fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, my my mm-hmm. my kind, my the deep gnome. Like mm-hmm. they they need someone who's going to be able to lead them. Mm-hmm. And you know, like mm-hmm. with Sula dead gone, it, mm-hmm. uh, it just it's a lot of pressure. They're there. They're there. It's so, a lot of pressure. can I ask? 
how how did you get this job? Like, were you were you born into you know these people from childhood friends or yeah, you have uh, friends who work here or what? Yeah, my uh, my kind uh, uh, the deep gnomes we united with the drow who left the shadow shines in the north. And okay, okay. You know, we all we all live underground, and, and so we. And how's that? It's fine. I yeah, I don't mind living underground. Okay. I kind of hate the out. It's camping has been awful. That's so funny because I'm like the opposite. Whenever I'm like in your city, I'm like, oh, I'm claustrophobic. Oh God, we really are. We're so different. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do you want to sit? Can you call off your fucking wolf? Like. <laughs> That actually has nothing to do with me. <laughs> they're gonna kill. They're gonna kill her. They're gonna kill him. Or what? <laughs> they're gonna kill them. All right. You know, like you gotta do something. You hear? There's ah! <laughs> a scream of an elf in the background. To be fair, I mean, you guys have kind of tried to kill me a lot. If, you know, if you think about it, Plebo, and I'm I'm not holding it against you, but like I'm I've never tried to kill you. Plebo pauses. You know, I actually can't recall if you have. We did fight a few times. You definitely we had have, lethal we intent. We fought, but, like, you're just... Coming after you is not on my radar. It's... I think you're projecting a lot onto my motivations. Give me an intimidation check. And I'm going to have him roll a charisma saving throw. <laughs> Dirty 20. He, he rolled a 15 on his charisma save. So what happens here is he doesn't sink so into ego-shattering depression by finding out that this is the minor spoilers for Avengers. At one point, Scarlet Witch goes up to Thanos and tries is like, you took everything from me. And he goes, I don't even know who you are. And it's literally <laughs> that moment playing out. So you watch his, his face sinks. I thought about you in a little bit. <sighs> I think about you so much. Whoa. What's wrong with me? By the way, I'm, I'm 18. I It is not like that. I had a major relationship with Erica Boderica before you killed her. Oh, no. Yeah, like I was really trying to like keep that going. Oh. But like, you know, it, you know, when you work in this kind of business, it's, yeah. it's unfortunate. But You know, I hate to say it, but I think she might have been like the office. Like she was, I think she was dating a lot of guys. I got that feeling. But, you know, she really liked me. It's beyond the point. Wait, I don't want to talk about Erica. I definitely don't either. It hurts too much. Okay, sorry. Thank you. Um, Can I ask? Okay, I know you, you've got your thing going on with the deep gnomes. You've got your, you have your own political aspirations, to Paragon, the ambitions. Who deserve this entire okay. universe, yes. All right, so that's what I'm zeroing in on. Why? <sighs> she is incredible the power she has she will unite this plane and bring order to it far too long my folk small folk like us we have suffered under those who are stronger and mightier and you could see that he like looks to you with the disdain of someone who's thinking of you aligned with the first might right and she's she promised to stand up for us and she has, and she's provided us a home and wealth and protection. She's 
she's ended the violence that was coming between my kind and the elves. And you, you see Plebo gestures back and the two el dark elves are clutching each other, having cast fly <laughs> once more to fly above. And Kala is below, just <laughs> snapping, jaws snapping from underneath us. They're like, oh God, this is awful. Just freaking out. Sorry, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but you said ended. Yes. You meant misdirected. Or rather, redirected. No, no, we are. And she brought unity to uh, to the kind of to the folk who live in the underdark. She united us, and she told us that she. I mean, the surface has not been kind to us, Zola. So forgive me that I would align myself with people who want to help us rise up. Literally. Can you see though how one day, eighteen years old? I step off my farm and the first thing that I see is that you and all of your allies are literally feeding the humans from my town to monsters. Yes, okay, so some some of them were going to be transported back like those two I forget their names, the two the two guards, the two guards we took they were strong enough that we were going to take them and put them in the program you know mm -hmm. and put you know give them an eternal body i mean who doesn't want that and then you know the, the other ones were yeah yeah they were food but grimlock get hungry you know deals have to be made sacrifices business nothing but that it's just business i don't know you're right Maybe there's no point in us talking, because if that's the way that you think. I don't hate you, Plebo. I don't hate dragons or drow or deep gnomes or even beholders. I just want my family to all be able to live in the same place. I just want for people like Moss Peacewellow to be safe and instead you are capturing innocent people sucking out their souls using them as soldiers for a goddess who you can't even see would throw you away at the drop of a dime oh, and I would love to be the, her garbage oh. I would oh Still and now perched on a branch <laughs> above, giving really big eyes to you, and you hear, sounds like a kink. That is not really the reaction I expected, but I guess I should have. Listen, I see what you're saying. I know that we come from different sides. All I need from you is to come back with me, and we can talk with Paragon, and hey... Maybe maybe we can work this out, you know? It's, one, it's, maybe she won't destroy you. And, and again, like, being in, uh, imagine, a body that never dies, that can keep marching, that never gets tired or needs food or drink. How incredible. We can put you in one of those, and, and, and maybe, you'll, maybe you'll see. She is, she just wants to protect us. That literally sounds fucking awful. Anyway, what do you think about Flay? What do you think about Flay? Ah, 
So, you know she's not your ally. <sighs> Never trusted that bitch a second. Ever since she came to us, far too willing to work. And this is the thing about mages. You can't trust them. You mm. can't trust these elitist intellectuals. They are always thinking, always scheming. And I know she's up to something. I just haven't figured out what yet. So is your friend over there not a mage? Yeah, I don't trust the shit out of him. Oh, okay. Yeah, fuck him. I mean, not like... But like, yeah, like... So I we have, have an enemy in common. It's interesting. Yes, I, you could say that. My ideal would be that she... I would hope that Paragon can see through whatever she is trying to do and... Have you tried telling her? Mm. Paragon. It's delicate. Mm. You have... Mm-hmm. Paragon is very... Testy. Know, testy. There's lots of... You know, she's she's aware. That's, you know, it's not that she's testy. She just knows, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want... It wouldn't be her fault if she, like, lashed out when I told her, you know? So it would be mo- more ideal to kind of have proof first, you know? Like, an accusation... <laughs> And then if I go, if I were to, if they were to confront and it backfired, then <laughs> I'm gone. Everything was for nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm just trying to figure out what she's up to, and then, then it'll all be coming up, plebo. Well, I know what she's up to. What? She's trying to do the job before you do the job. She wants to get the tools she needs. What was that you were going to say? You know what she wants. I do. It's what we all want, Zola. Where did you put it? What? The crown. Oh. What did you think I was going to say? No, I don't know. Give me a deception check. I'm just fucking with him. I mean. I thought I was talking about the crown also. Okay, but do you think, I mean, yeah, give me a deception check. Okay. Because you are misleading. Yes. (laughs) One. Oh, yeah, no, th- I was talking about the crown. Where is it, Sola? It's not mine. It's not yours. You're right. It's Paragon's, so. <laughs> oh, well, then she has it. No, she, we need it for her. If, listen, it's. For all I know, Flay has it now. <sighs> and once she does, that's it for your little plan. She doesn't need a council of lords. She has what she has. She's a smart lady, okay? Yeah. And you think that a woman like that, she scrapes her way to the top of a university? Academia is a cutthroat place, my friend. If she can get there, she can get anywhere. So what do you plan? What do you th- what is, what's your idea? What do we do then? You I don't could know. Just come with me. Back mm. to the socket. No, 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 no. I actually, I have a lot going on. And actually, I don't like to really revisit the past. I'm kind of traveling right now abroad. And so um, I'm not scheduled to return for, you know, until winter semester. Anyway, I don't have much of a plan when it comes to Flay. I'm kind of running the clock right now trying to follow your plot. But, I mean, did you want to look at the stone together? It's the last thing I could probably help you with. Yes, before you come with me back to the socket, this would be great. Okay. Um, great. Let's, yeah, let's great. do it. Um, can you try again to keep your wolf from eating my people? Yeah, I guess. Um, 
Kala. Yes. <laughs> Would you like instead to wait until I'm done with this one? He looks um tastier and more succulent. Yeah, why? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm just trying to work with. Give me an animal animal handling check with advantage. <laughs> Uh, 21. You see Kala looks up at the two floating elves who are terrified, their red eyes like panicked, and looks back to you. Very bony. Begins to (laughs) trot over this massive wolf, (laughs) literally like almost 10 feet long, just and then sits down and begins to wag its tail. Thanks. Are you happy? Call off all of our elite guards who have been standing by. But, but, I, you don't. You don't have to do that. They're all dead. I accidentally killed them. Oh no! Killed them. Their blood is still like you went into a rage. Oh no! Am I that in I your head? I tried to use the thing and I couldn't and use it. And it killed everyone around you. I back up five feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's that bad. It either really works or really strong? doesn't. Not enough. Oh, okay. Right. With that. You settle down, the dark elves staying in the trees, mm-hmm. um, keep their distance. You see the one who is like a, an assassin kind of slips once again into the shadows. A natural 17 on their stealth, so that's a 26. And then the mage kind of still using fly hovers over and is just closer to help with Plebo. As the two of you settle down once more, is there any sort of camp? Are you like setting camp again? Are you doing Ertz's enclave, or are you just like sitting I, down with him? Right now, I'm sitting down, but if he's kind of moving to like pull out the stone and like show it to me, I'll go. Do you mind if I a little shelter from the snow? You cold? Uh, I mean, yeah, it would honestly be great. Okay, I will cast. Erza's excellent enclave around us. You take the time to draw out the sigils. You see that uh, the drow mage like watches from above and nods appreciatively. Kind of, it's it's slightly different from the typical like Leoman's tiny hut. So watching you kind of go through the motions, trace it out, and bring up this dome, um, he, he seems impressed. Um, but he perches up there, not in the dome. Kala does. It's actually so funny. The dome comes around you. You pop out, inviting Plebo in. Plebo steps in, um, still in, perches on top. And then Kala goes and sits below the branch where the drow mage is and just looks with these burning cold eyes, just looking up as you guys settle in and kind of take off a few things and prep, you know, some sort of refreshment for yourself. Uh, yeah, I make him like a little rose hip tea from some berries that I've gathered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll say, uh, just give me a retroactive survival check. Right. 17 plus whatever. Yeah, you find some kind of herbal um, sort of leaves that you kind of put together along with some berries. You make like almost like this hibiscus kind of tea. <laughs> I, guess, I don't have a you. lot of supplies left, so... You wouldn't need them if you come back with us. So, <laughs> I mean, you could come with me if you want. What would be the benefit of that? Mm. This is really good, by the way. Thanks. Uh, well, you might be able to figure out what I'm up to, or you might be able to have super awesome secret knowledge for Paragon, or 
I'm going to stop you right there. Honestly, everything that you're saying to me, I feel like I could get from you if I brought to the socket. We have, a, like, a lot of resources there. Okay. So let's just focus on the stone, right? This is our common ground. You know what? We've reached an impasse about me coming back to the socket. Yes. So uh, Ultimately, you will come, but we'll just, yeah, we'll twerk on the stone. So okay. sits down and puts the stone between you. Can you can drag me there, Plebo. I will. So here we are. Um, as you can see, it is a yellow crystal that glows. So what's everything you've seen it do so far? Well, um, and Andui, which is, and he gestures up to the drow mage, has been working with it to help us facilitate sort some, I've been able to use it to teleport uh, small distances easily, like a, a misty step or mm-hmm. even a dimension doors. Mm-hmm. Not, not too hard to do, at least by Andui's standards, but larger castings like teleport, which we've been using expertly to get to you i Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um is it sometimes there sometimes are mistakes it just is it's not it's not perfect you can see i think based on i think because it's so rough cut because it's so rough that it actually it's like a stone's fault you know so it's uh yeah so teleport um but probably i mean you tell me what it could do he's sweating (laughs) this dome a little hot (sighs) yeah uh, let me um (laughs) <laughs> let it breeze in real quick. You just occasionally <laughs> f- filtering in some cold air from outside. That's much better. I live in underground, so it's like a mix sometimes, yeah. Well, I'm getting my bachelor's in divination. So mm. it's a little different, but also kind of similar. I do more like dream stuff. Like I could say maybe cast teleport like into a dream or... Um, teleport kind of like my eyes my vision if that kind of makes sense so i feel like it can't be too different it could probably like you said travel far distances it could probably do what my friend Brigid did how she uh, connected two portals to each other could potentially mm. do something like that this would be so useful you could maybe even like conjure someone like some uh, a force or like an ally this is incredible i'd be able to we can move armies long distances we could transport in vips paragon would be able to leave her fortress without being able to and be able to maybe return quickly like ah oh, okay okay so we just need to figure out how to make it and mass produce it, refine it. We could try a small something together. I mean, let's see right how how far and how high we can get it. Unless you're too afraid to lose more of your men. My elite team is uh, 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 so strong. So, um, so wait. Uh, yeah, you know what? Actually, this is a great idea. Let's try and teleport to the socket, right? Let's start with something small. What about you? I mean, we did it before. It, it it's getting perfect, a little chilly in here. Let's create a bonfire. Okay. Let's try it, I guess. You were going straight for the really hard stuff? I mean, uh, you are like probably the most powerful foe I've ever faced. I assume that you're strong enough to do something like that. So why don't we just do that? And then you can come back and help us refine it. I just, I can't tell if you're criticizing, complimenting, flirting. It's not flirting. I told you I'm recovering <laughs> from a loss. I am going to try and um, I tentatively reach forward, place my hands on the stone, not picking it up, but like keeping eye contact with Plebo and just putting a hand on it 
and then I'm going to try and use it to create like a little hearth inside of the tiny hut. Create bonfire is a cantrip. So give me an arcana check. The DC is DC 10. 24. <sighs> a small crackling campfire appears between you. Plebo leaps back and, near, and tumbles through the dome outside and then scrambles back in. Whoa. Okay, okay. Well, well, let's... Pretty cool. Let's try something bigger. Let's see if we can, you know, teleport to the socket. You know about any other of these? This is uh, a weird moment for me as the DM, who has a lot of information hidden up their sleeve. I'm going to roll a history check Mm -hmm. for Plebo. Plebo does not, I will say right now, because he was obviously trying to figure it out, does not know what spell shards are. Clearly, would Tazabriere to find that out... You've officially informed him what they are. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he recognizes something, it As will what be... he has now learned about. Exactly. He's doing I... a retrospective. A retrospective. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'll look at his stats. I'll see if there's something good that I can use for him. His, his arcana and his history are the same. So I'll just say an arcana check. Do you want to roll it? Yes. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to say DC 15 and he gets a plus two. He got an exactly a 15. You see Plebo pause. Something click? Flay. Her family heirloom. Her necklace? Her necklace. Mm, it's pink. Pink crystal. You can give me give me an arcana check just to understand, like, I mean, you've kind of I've been learning about cast, the colors. Maybe, you've seen her yeah. cast. You don't know what school... Maybe you do, but this would mm-hmm. kind of solidify that, so. Mm, arcana, right? Right. 10. Okay, a 10 process of elimination. Yeah. You know that it's not it's not an evoker stone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not evocation magic. You know that that is like reddish or like that brought like that darker right. kind of red. It's not divination. Uh, divination cuz you know be that that's blue. With. You know it's not conjuration cuz this is conjuration and you know I'm it's not necromancy cuz you've seen you now know gem the gem of dying is green. So, that leaves transmutation, enchantment and abjuration. Mm. But I think that you already know that abjuration is kind of like I I have magic. a lot of abjuration yeah, too, like so I probably know that I haven't seen Flay using magic similar to mine. Yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe transmutation. I saw a lot of transmutation stuff in the Plane of Fire, right? Yes, you did. Transmutation, you've actually seen transmutation as well, and that was like orange-brown. Right. That was like topaz color, not not the color of Flay's necklace. And I think that that might solidify for Zola that it might be an enchantment chart, which would make her perhaps one of the more dangerous people on this plane of existence. As she has a, a an item that could just change someone's mind and take over their brain. And if she gets that crown, one can only imagine what she can do. Lisa's giving me a lot of flagging away (laughs) signals. (laughs) Please stop talking. Get away. (laughs) All right. Interesting. Well, that narrows some (laughs) things down. You said it's a family heirloom? Who's your family? The Chantress were a powerful mage family that grew up within the country of Leoniel. Mm. Um, they had always kind of been on the... They were like the m- next most powerful family next to Leoniel's. Oh. So we contacted them... Ugh, I can't 
can't believe I'm telling you this. But maybe it'll, maybe you'll see why it's so much better to be on our side. So Okay, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. So you can tell people, I was like really <laughs> loving it now. So we had approached them when, you know, things were happening. And we wanted to get things going between the nations of the Mara and Mara. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we had approached the Leoniels and they were resistant to any sort of plan that we wanted. But the Chantresses were more receptive. So we teamed up with them, and it wasn't entirely without loss on their end, but in, you know, the result was Aurelius on our side, a figurehead who would rally those behind, and a powerful mage family who would help us usurp the Leoniels, who themselves were powerful mages. So... We are in, this is actually a tough spot to be in, knowing that she has this stone. It kind of feels like a huge oversight that we didn't realize that. For sure. You were never like, nice necklace. What I mean, I did like properties does that hold? I didn't do that. But I mean, it, there's a thing. You look at a mage, you cast a tech magic, everything on them is magic. Like, like, I'm looking at you right now. I feel like everything you're wearing is like magical. Like those Crocs are like... <laughs> I know where you got those Crocs. Oh they God. were Brazala's. Oh, I was going to say, are these your Crocs? No, they wouldn't that fit. Would those so are way funny. too big for me. That would be stuff. <laughs> Brazala did have big feet. She had I saw huge when she feet. fell off the tower to her yeah. death. Yeah. She'd known for her big feet. So, like, I can't believe I just uttered that sentence. Uh, I absolutely quit Tarantino on my own campaign. Lebo is a kinky motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, okay, here's the thing. I think you're right. I think that we need to team up to take down Flay. You come back with me. No. Okay. Let's start. Let's say you. Let's say you had said yes to that, right? And then we can. I can keep talking. Okay. Had I right. said yes. So, like, you say yes. You said yes. What was that word again? That I. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yes. So got it. Cool. Check. You see, Flay. Yes. <laughs> so. Hypothetically, if you came back with us you would be a, a substantial witness against Flay in the eyes of Paragon. Hmm. You being willing to come back, knowing that you were to be punished, and then admitting what you had done, because you, you need to admit your crimes. We agree. You said yes, I think. We're in, so, the, hypoth- we're in the hypothetical yes scenario. We're in a saying yes to life phase. Okay. So you, scenario. Scenario. Uh, phase. And so you go in and you admit these things and, you know, probably like not going to lie. She's probably, you know, going to doubt and stuff like that. But it won't just be me and Flay fighting to prove to Paragon which one of us is right. You'll be there to tilt the scales. So just, you know, let's make this hypothetical, pathetical. uh, And you could come with me back to the socket. This bonfire is really nice. Okay, I mean, I guess if we're saying yes to life, I'll get my things. He looks at you with his one big eye. It's a little tear in it. By the way, I'm sorry. I don't want to be rude. I just, I feel like I kind of can ask um, because I'm in, like, I have a similar um, situation. What happened to your eye? 
to prove my dedication to the goddess, I plucked it out. That's... That's pretty metal. So I can't help but admit, be like, all right, same. <laughs> she gets you there, you know? That's like just absolutely... <laughs> yeah. You see, Flevo's kind of like... Like, Kuli is kind of in love with Paragon a little bit. It's like the border of like zealous worship and romantic worship. Wow. <sighs> She's really something. Anyways, so. All right. You just pack your things and we'll be heading off? I grab the rod and I bonk him over the head with it. You grab the rod? Mm -hmm. My rod. Yeah. Okay. He turns and he looks up as if he's going to call up to the drow mage. All right. We're gonna, we're packing up. We're going, we're going back south. He says gang. all of this and alerts him, do we? He turns to like say this. And then that's when you take out the pipe and clonk him on the head as you guys are inside the dome still. So Incredible. he goes to go say that and you whack him on the back as he's turned his head. Uh, I guess roll an attack. Is there a specific effect you're going for here? Or I have to hit him with a melee attack first. And ah. then if I do, then I can try to do the effect. Okay, go ahead. But I do have to hit him first. All right. And 11. You raise up the rod and slam it down. He goes, whoa, and tumbles out of the way. He's like, what are you doing? Saying yes to life. Are you uh, making a second attack, I guess? Can I make two attacks with the rod? You have two attacks as a fighter. Oh, shit, yes. So he like tumbles back and is like scrambling to get out of the enclave. Can I kick the stone away from him? You Did he grab it? You get a choice. He... Like the stone was between you, so I'll, I'll okay. give you a choice. You can either try and kick the stone away or make a second attack. Second attack. Okay. 15? 15 does not hit. Fuck. It's a, his AC is 17. Damn it. How is he so strong? He's just very fast. So as you swing again, he dodges out of the way. Let's roll initiative. Okay. <laughs> What'd he roll? What did you roll? Not one. He rolled a nat too, but he still gets <laughs> to go first. <laughs> With a seven on initiative, Plebo is up first. He reaches forward, grabs the rock, and is going to use a bonus action to try and misty step with it. So he has to roll an arcana check. That's a natural two. <sighs> guess we're gonna have to do this the hard way. Zola. I guess so. And he grabs it. And instead of casting Misty Step, a second level spell, he casts Web, which is also a second level spell. And you suddenly are just like a, like a fart of fucking webs scooge on the inside of the dome. It's 20 foot radius. So literally you and Plebo are covered in webs. Give me a dexterity saving throw. I can't counter spell the rock, can I? Uh, yeah, you could. It's casting a spell, basically. Uh, yeah, I will. I don't want to deal with this. He, like, you watch as it begins to, like, and you snap your fingers and it goes dim once more. Yes goes, to life, no to that. Uh, um, that was his bonus action. His action, his object interaction to pick up the stone, he's going to disengage and try and run out of the dome. So he turns and bolts. He goes, trap, the trap, take her down. We're going, we're doing the hard way again. We're doing the hard way. Kala, don't let them out of the tree. Um, I'll add call to the initiative. Okay. And I'm sending Stilton to flap in Plebo's face to try and like blind him with his feathers. Now that we're in initiative and you see the raven form of Stilton 
pop off where he was perching on top of the dome and soar after Plebo as Plebo tries to run away. It is now your turn as he scrambles and begins to run and you send, you alert Kala to what's going on. Like you pop your head out, send the t- your two animal companions. Um, what do you want to do? Mm. Run after Plebo. Bonk, bonk on the head. <laughs> bonk, bonk. <laughs> I, am, I am running after him. Just bonk, bonk, baby. <laughs> Give me a t-shirt. Give me a t-shirt. <laughs> 21! That's gonna hit, my no, 22. friend! 22! Okay, I'm gonna try to paralyze him. <laughs> he rolled a, um, is it a con save? DC 17 strength saving throw. Okay. Okay. I was like, con, he rolled a 15. That would have been plus two, 17 to pass. He has a minus two. <gasps> you watch as you... <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking lead pipe in the back of the head. Gong! Just a really loud, uncomfortable noise is let out as everyone freezes and watches this deep gnome just skid face first in the snow, stopped, paralyzed. Um, what is the mechanic here? Is it like. The for target a minute? is paralyzed for one minute. It can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, and I can't use this property again until dawn. Okay, so. Paralyzed, you have used your action to do this. You still have a bonus action, a movement, and a free object interaction. Okay. I am going to run up skirt skirt in front of him. Uh, I kiss the rod and put it back <laughs> on my back. Finally Sheath it. Um, and, and then going to pluck the yellow stone out of Plebo's hands right in front of his unblinking eyes. He's, his unblinking eye. I, <laughs> he looks at so you, sorry. gritting his teeth, and you... Pick up the Conjuration Stone and you feel its surging energy. It's odd. When it's in your hand, it actually feels like you are unmoored. Like you are maybe in more place than once. You almost kind of feel yourself. It's like that dizzying feeling when you stand up too fast, but more intense. Um, that is your object interaction. Your action. You have a bonus action. have a action. bonus action. Okay. How far am I from the tree line? Um, you're kind of amongst trees right okay. now. The clearing that you were in was like 20 feet by 20 feet. Okay. I glance over at Kala for a minute and feel a little guilty for potentially abandoning a new friend so fast, but I just shout, good luck, Kala. And I'm going to use my misty step to get 30 feet away and then run my other 30 feet as far away from the drow elves and plebo as I can. Okay, the Drow Mage is gonna counterspell your Misty Step. So you can, can use your I movement. But, or you can counterspell its counterspell? Yeah, it is your turn. So you can counterspell, and he's just using a third level. So it's literally- I use my fourth level. You, it's, it is a classic mage battle. You begin to twist- Am I allowed to do those two spells in a turn? Yes, when a re, you can do a reaction spell. Okay. You can like cast shield on it if you cast it on your turn okay, too. Cool, so cool. Um, you, throw up this counterspell to knock their counterspell out of the air, the weave disrupting. There's a strange feeling in the air as you kind of get this, like, we are kind of overcasting right now. There's a lot of magic <laughs> being manipulated. And you feel the shard begin to kind of surge in your hand as you begin to teleport. How far do you want to go? I'm thinking about getting as far away from them as I possibly can. Like in my mind, it's like hitting the ground and running. So I will, as far as the weave will carry me, I like give myself over to that. You using your own misty step while holding this stone, essentially upcast it to be dimension door and you disappear and then 
and tumble, falling down a hill, smacking into rocks, ice flying into the air as you I'm just, just clutching, clutching the stone it until chest. you tumble to the ground. You are gonna take um you take a, a good amount of damage because okay. you fall long and hard because you kind of are just teleporting randomly. Randomly, yeah. Um, you take 115 damage and <laughs> drop to zero. <laughs> you take 40 damage um, as you land at the bottom of this long, icy, rocky hill, gasping for breath, the shard still humming in your hands as you open Which your direction eyes. did I feel I moved? Because I know where north is. Did I move away from my... Like, the direction I was going in? You did not move more further north. Okay. You just, in fact, it's hard to tell based on your position, but you think you went more likely west or east than north or further south. Okay. You were there, the cold whipping around you. Silence. I cannot fucking believe I got this. What would you like to do? Sola takes a deep breath. Hi, you're not, a uh, conscious, are you? You look at the shard in your hands. No response. <sighs> That's a relief. <laughs> far in the distance. You're not really sure how far, but a, a wolf's howl can be heard over great distances. So you could be very far away. I hope Kala's okay. I think I am just going to, at this moment, realizing that, like, I have a really powerful thing on my hands right now, and I'm going to have to take a look at it and kind of prepare myself to use it. I tuck it into my armor, and uh, I'm just going to cast Expeditious Retreat on myself and just start, like, hustling, running through the snow, trying to put, like, at least a mile distance between me and anyone. Okay. You just start fucking bolting. And if I remember correctly, Expeditious Retreat lasts for like 10 minutes. Yeah. So you full, you're like double distance sprinting. If you have a five, if you had a, let's say Zola probably has like a seven, eight minute mile just because of how big she is, big mm -hmm. leaps. This is like within, you You run for, how long do you want to run? You run for the full extent I'll run of full for the full 10 minutes and get as far away from Plebo as I can. Within... Essentially, 10 minutes you run what you would have in 20. So you basically run two miles. In, uh, I'm, I'm assuming north. You keep going north? Yeah. So yeah. I'll try and like kind north. of write myself eventually back yeah. towards kind of glancing up at the stars and the moon and orienting with my keen mind. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Give me a survival check. Okay. And I'll say because of your keen mind, you can you have advantage. Okay. Trying to get your bearings in the middle of this wood. Yeah. Nat 20. With a nat 20, even though the stars are not that dramatically different, given your placement, you climb up in a tree, getting just a higher ground in these like sequoia evergreens, looking out over everything, uh, and you get the feeling that they are probably, now they're like two miles back from you, and they're probably almost directly south of you, essentially. Okay. Now that she has this immensely powerful object on her body, she's like mind reeling, like there's so much and I could get to pretty much anyone really easily, except for my mother. It's the one person that Zola can't get to. 
like being just feeling that tug of I could instantly be where Cesar Rose is I could instantly be where Marfin is I could instantly be where Smite is I could help any one of them but knowing that despite where the advice is coming from I do have to follow it which is stay the path so I just keep walking on foot until Zola probably doesn't feel comfortable stopping for the night. She probably tries to to walk through the night. Okay. Give me... Um, you're going to walk for the whole night. That's eight hours. Give me four constitution saving throws. Okay. Just do one for every two hours. Uh, constitution saving throw. Uh, set a 27. Okay. Dirty 20. Okay. 28, 21. You muscle through the cold night air. Thankfully, no blizzard this evening, but still terrifyingly dark and chilling as you crunch, 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 walk north, forging onward. You would take a level of exhaustion for not resting, but your eye surges forward and you negate that level. So long as you were to take a rest tomorrow at some point, you should be able to stave off whatever negative effect that could bring. You walk and walk. The stars shift overhead. You walk. You walk. Until you start to see in the east the sky lightning going from that deep dark blue to a lighter, more pleasant day Slowly but surely, the sun begins to rise, and morning comes. Your allies, Kala and Stilton, you don't know the status of them. Let's roll a luck check. To be completely honest, the odds are against them. So, let's just do d20, 11 or higher, and they escaped. Okay. 19. At a certain point, I think that you do find your body, that like tired feeling catching up to you. As the dawn comes, like it's almost kind of like I lose my mind overnight. I'm not even in my body, just one step ahead of the other. And then I don't even really notice that it's getting lighter and that it's dawn until I see the top of the rod kind of sparkle and fill back up with magic. And I realize just how exhausted I am. Do you want to settle for camp? Yes, I think um, I will. Do you have the slots for Ertz's? Yes, I have one. I can upcast it at a fourth level. Okay. And, um, and yeah, I'll do, I'll do that. Give me a survival check to see if you can kind of place this in a way so it's not so obvious a dome. Because okay. I think that last time it was just like, this seems like a good enough place, dome mm-hmm. it up. Now it's like, okay, maybe I can find like some piles of rock to be near so it just looks like I'm a boulder covered for in sure. snow. 15. You find a solid spot where there's kind of a, the ground moves back up into a little bit of a rocky hill. Um, you find some level ground where like some trees have kind of made their root in the in this small mountainside. Um, you find some level ground and you once again cast Erza's excellent enclave and are in the comfortable dry dome once more. <sighs> And at that moment, 
You hear ruffling in the bushes nearby. You turn and you see they move slightly. Plebo, I'm not going to do this again. Ha! And still it pops <laughs> out as Hala, bleeding, heavily wounded, several crossbow bolts stuck into their body, comes back out. Where did you go? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I left you. Ha! I'm sorry. I... I have a mission. It's life or death. I I can't stop. Except right now when I'm about to take a little sleep. But I really am sorry. Give me an animal handling check. Okay. And Stilton will give you the help action. Okay. As Hopefully uh, since Stilton stayed behind, that was yeah. like some... Buying you some grace. Thank God Stilton gave me advantage because one was a three, but the other one was a 17 plus five. 22. Where are you heading? I'm looking for someone. I am as well. I seek my pack. I was separated when that worm attacked. Do they... You know... Talk to? Of course. Oh, yeah, no, that Winter wolves are an intelligent species. Oh. I didn't talk at first because I did not know your intention. Oh. I appreciated your help, but... It makes sense, yeah. Your kind, the first might, have been I know. difficult to work with. I know. Can I um, take a look at your wounds? I'm really tired and I don't... I just feel bad for leaving. Similar to before, just kind of quietly looks off. Not a very talkative creature in general, mm-hmm. um, but seems to be consenting to okay. you giving some sort of medical treatment. I will just try and uh, patch, patch her up a little bit. Oh, he's asked for consent. Um, Yeah, give me a medicine check. 14. 14 is enough to kind of patch up the wounds. You remove the bolts as you do. There's like a... Just like that whimper. Um, Fine. I don't barely feel it. It's fine. Um, You manage to clean the wounds. I'm doing this kneeling in the entrance of the dome, by the way. Because Zola's like, can you come over here? I actually can't use the... I don't have another spell slot. You're like leaning halfway out of the dome. I've got a foot Um, I mean, the dome is 10 feet, right? 10 foot radius, yeah. So, well, which is... Like, that's like 20 feet wide. 20 feet circumference, So yeah. you allow the wolf to come in, mm-hmm. and for the first time, unlike previous times where it would prefer to stay outside, they come in and settle in, and you take the time to get the wounds to a place where if you guys go to bed... You'll probably be okay. Like, they're not going to bleed out, and the wounds will definitely not get worse. They'll start healing. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I mean, obviously my fault. Those people have been after me for a long time. What happened to your pack? You said you were separated? Yes. The worm that attacked. We were traveling together towards the shine fields outside of Heverholm. Oh. Well, do you think that they would have circled back or do you think they would have kept going i don't know what's customary amongst winter wolves i would not be surprised if they kept going my daughter would be in charge so she would have followed the protocol and continued on we do not want to miss the persistence our traditional hunting of the elks on their migration oh how nice not for them right for you for sure well i'm Going that way as well. 
So maybe I could help keep an eye out for your people and you could help keep an eye out for my person. Seems fair. Great. If you don't mind, though, I I have to do some homework and then catch some Zs first. That's fine. I will hunt. Leaps out of the <laughs> dome and runs into the woods. Um, wow. Zola, absolutely exhausted and wanting more than anything, like the night before a test, wanting so badly to close her eyes and go to sleep, but she knows that she needs to, like, take a look at this shard and start to get familiar with it. Yeah. And if you want to also do some work on what you were working on, you can definitely make an arcana check. Unless I you think look, you don't do any of that, you don't spend any of the time doing that. I want to look at the at the rock first. That's okay. my priority right now. Give me an arcana check. Okay. And tell me what you think you're looking for. Like, what would be the ideal response in mm-hmm. analyzing this? I guess... I know what it is like to project my consciousness somewhere and Zola is trying to suss out how it feels to bring her body along. Like, I'm not trying to cast anything right now. I'm just trying to conceptualize of like, I'm pretty good at divination magic. Could I be this good at it if it's just like, I'm casting divination magic and then I'm stepping with it too? Mm, okay. Trying to see if she can kind of like connect these two schools through something like a. Yeah. I'll learn conjuration because my this is how I learned divination. I'll mm-hmm. apply similar kind of lessons. Yeah. And see to the see if I could kind of warm up to it instead of coming at it from like a completely new angle. Totally. Yeah. Give me an arcana check. Okay. Mm, twelve. With a twelve, I think that the best you gather is. That's not necessarily a wrong way of going about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the process, you kind of do learn that magic, it, it is all connected. So like, you know, yes, necromancy is vastly different than abjuration, but like there are ways to connect them in the same way that you could connect divination to conjuration. You just don't know what those ways are. So you understand the conceptual, but ultimately you look at this stone and all you could think of is this is way more powerful than I'm able to comprehend. Yeah. At least in one, like, several-hour research of it without trying to cast with it again. Looking at it, Zola is hoping that if there is some kind of massive teleportation gate in Chilvin, that maybe there will be someone there who can kind of put, like, a scholar's eye on this. And she's going to put it away for now, and I will pull out... um, my workbook where I am doing my extracurricular uh, Mm -hmm. spell inventing in the back. Okay, go ahead and give me your arcana check for the day. 14. 14. Some decent progress is made. Definitely not a failure. Mm -hmm. You're still feeling a little distant from it. I won't won't tell you whether or not that was a success or not. All right. I think I'm just too tired for this. Ha! Kind of nuzzles up to you. Ha! Pulls over your bedroll. Aha! Pulls over some coins and starts pecking at them. <laughs> and then shakes his head and scuffles the coins away, realizing that wasn't relevant. You don't, I don't mind if you do that while I sleep. Uh, as you say that, you like open your eyes and Stilton is pecking at um, <laughs> any of the jewelry that you have. Is like the necklace that you wear is like boom, boom, pecking at a little bit. Um, I will also, um, I lean out of the entrance one last time before I go to sleep and I will, um, in the 20 foot cube in front of the tiny hut, 
uh, ritual cast alarm so that if someone approaches the hut in the middle of the night that I will hear an alarm because I can cast them 20 feet of ground. Okay. So just right in front of and I'll say stone like helps like put you know I think it's like a, a string is part of the component tiny so, bell and silver wire <laughs> so literally stone like brings with his beak and like hops <laughs> out the distance and you guys work together to cast alarm and you feel pretty secure for the evening you've got a solid hiding spot for your dome should have done this for Plebo <laughs> now uh, is there anything else you want to do it's morning are you gonna do like us are you flipping your schedule are you trying to sleep during the day and travel at night or do you think you'll kind of sp- stay this day and then sleep one more night and then start again tomorrow morning no probably sleep um i probably sleep eight hours wake up make sure kala is doing okay how do her wounds seem you wake up and you see that she has dragged over what looks like a deer and has absolutely torn it to shreds and she is covered in blood great you seem great Um, then I will, uh, feeling like I didn't do very good work last night and I need to do a, do a little bit more now that I've got fresh eyes, I'll pull out my workbook over breakfast as I eat like a little dried jerky and as Kala is um, eating their deer, I will um, try and work on my spell one more time. Okay. You also get your portents, so don't forget to oh, roll thank those you. as well. Um, so you spend some time. Uh, give me another arcana check. Okay, I think I'm starting to suss out not only how I want the spell to benefit me, but also how I want it to make the other person feel. Because I think about how frustrating it was to speak with Plebo and like be trying to point out genuine injustice in the world mm-hmm. and just have someone like totally wave it away yeah. and just be like, yeah, 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 well, never mind about that. Like, that anger is kind of driving Zola. It is again a 14. You begin to truly line up how things are meant to be to create this spell. You are taking a lot of kind of clues from detect thoughts. You're getting a lot of information from calm emotions and um, suggestion. These kind of spells, you're, you're realizing that this is kind of a weird blend of magic here. It's strongly divination. You know, you're, you're essentially connecting minds. You're projecting images, thoughts, story. But you're also trying to, like, get to them. You're trying to make a change within them, which does sometimes edge into the enchantment territory. Mm-hmm. So you, I'll say this, you are one success away from completing the spell. And I need to ask you what level you think this spell is now. I think... Without going into details about what you fully believe mechanically it will accomplish, yes. you tell me what you think. It what I think be. it is now or... What you think, like, when you're trying to create this spell, what level will it be? I think probably level four stronger than a third level at the top of my casting ability right now my range oh wait but is it going to be wizard spell because then i won't be able to have it i think that or will you let me have it i would let you have it you have fourth level spell slots you have access to the magic i would say that i mean again you're still in the formation phases of this i would say that maybe zola's like this is kind of a third fourth level like it's straddling the two not sure which one it is yet maybe on your last completion you'll know Mm -hmm. but it is you get the sense that this is strong magic it's not just the second level spell detect thoughts it's 
I'm trying to make a difference here. I'm getting this feeling like when I'm trying to kind of like practice cast it, that it has like a cool down, like I try to cast it again right away because I feel close to it, but it's like the quicker I try again, the harder it is. Okay. And I kind of have to let myself like calm down and cool down a bit before I focus and try it again. And your mind returns once again to the component. And you think of, I have all of the understanding of like the threads of the weave I must be plucking, but I need something to focus it, something that's going to make it make sense. Mm -hmm. So you think on that. I'll say that this is like your day. You know, yeah. you stay in the dome. You, you at a certain point, having slept, the dome falls and you have to recast it. So you take the time to do that uh, until eventually night begins to come. Are you going to try and like do some walking tonight too? Or are you just going to try and hunker down one more evening? Kala, I don't know if you have any... Um kind of animalistic insight into what the weather is going to be like? Do you feel like it's mild enough for us to walk under the stars or would it be more wise for us to wait until it warms up and thaws outside? Let me do a little check. Okay. So maybe she'll like, you know how the forest quiets down before a storm. Sniffs the air. I say we keep walking. There's no time to waste. My child is out there. I must be reunited with my pack. Okay, me too. The two of you begin to march into the cold evening, still in warily fluttering after you. You march for hours and hours. Give me a constitution saving throw. 25. You keep going. Give me another con save. 25. Give me another con save. 17. You barely save. You keep going. I think you probably go pretty late into the evening, and then do you feel like you'll stop so you can resume a like day schedule, or are you going to try and do another all-nighter? Kala, you think... At this point, you kind of are like, wait a minute, Kala is like immune to cold, mm -hmm. so for her you know them it's actually not necessarily like a just they're like yeah yeah if you yeah, can walk great. let's fucking go like, yeah. <laughs> so for it's really up to zola like she could be risking she definitely will take a level of exhaustion if she does this for a second night mm -hmm. i make to keep walking and then stilton kind of like pecks at my shoulder a little bit and i'm like stilton i can feel it my mom's close and then stilton starts pecking at my ear yeah. really hard <gasps> okay okay i'll sleep i'll this sleep this is important <laughs> Um, I will tiny hut again for the night and let Colin Stilton, Stilton in and get my rest. You settle down once more. Only a few nights left in your journey. You know that you're getting close. A few nights left until Harvest Peak. Who knows what that will bring. And that's where we'll end our episode today. <sighs> Thank you once again for listening to this episode of Try Not to Lord. Die. We would especially like to thank our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become one, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Gang, this was fucking crazy. I'm losing my mind these episodes. I I mean, this could not have, it went kind of the way I thought, but also not the way oh, I thought. Oh man, well, you're going to have to come on over to The, the Afterlife. Afterlife. On our $5 Patreon tier if you want to hear us talk about it. I have so much to say about my meeting with Plebo. It didn't go the way I thought it would. It went simultaneously better and worse than I thought it would. Wow. Oh my God. I really, will you be able to tell me or is this conspiracy stuff? No, I can tell you. Oh, yeah, for 
sure. Youth. Okay, so yes, I mean, there's going to be other things you probably won't tell me. So mm-hmm. for those of you who want to hear those things, either it hasn't happened and you will check it out or check out the live stream that we are doing this month of August. Yes, for Ashley's birthday. And we're going to have a little conspiracy theory stream where Noah is not invited. It's just mm-hmm. the NP. It's just the PC club, baby. <laughs> just the P- no NPC. No Noah PCs N- allowed. <laughs> PCs allowed. Oh, man. I will be left out. But you should go join. because It'll be on our Patreon. Yeah, live vicarious through me because I won't be able to watch it until after the campaign which will be so I'll watch it in 2023 (laughs) Uh, any last minute plugs any socials follow us on all our socials at try not to die pod Um, if you would like to email us try not to die pod at gmail.com I mean send us a little letter why not yeah why not write to us what you like about the show and what you wish that you saw more of yeah and Please tell a friend. If you're listening every week, please leave us a review. I looked. The most recent review is from me. I reviewed our show. I gave it five stars. I said, I like this show. To be fair, I am in it. Uh, I just wanted to be transparent. I'm so glad you were honest. That is so good of you to be like... I'm going to be full honest. Like, I'm here plugging my own show. This show is really good. It's good, though. It stars me. So <laughs> if you would it like five to stars me. make that less embarrassing so that it's not the first one on there. Don't then make me do it because then it'll just be embarrassing review. for me. <laughs> we just keep. Back and forth. <laughs> oh. And um, I'll also plug. Hmm, it's the end of August probably when this is coming out. Hmm. Oh, I will plug Chasm Quest, who mm. at this point is probably like a month and a half into their fourth, their fourth season. season yeah. So that's incredible. It's back, baby. Baby, go check that out. Um, I will also plug Dual Sign, our friend Rose, who was featured on our July content surge, which, by the way, go check that out. Ten bucks <laughs> to watch one of the stupidest, funniest things we ever made. Um, um, Rose has, our producer daddy has moved out west, so just got to plug the incredible music that she will be mm-hmm. making with um, her, uh, her friend. Uh, check out Dual Sign. Throne streaming D-U-E-L, everywhere. Yes, as in Dual. what I am doing with Plebo. Yes, visualize Plebo <laughs> and Zola. That is the sign. Um, but yeah, if we don't have anything else, thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, try not to die. Zola! All hail our eldritch patrons, especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Elana, Emily, Jacob, James, Joey, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Brandstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Until next time. Try not to die.